Hour number two of the Bill Michaels Show underway. Welcome to the mashup that is. Brewers uh, fall last night, back at it again today, hopefully getting the uh, the rubber match of this series, taking two out of three from the uh, Cubs. They split with the Pirates. Pirates then come into town over the weekend. Brewers trying to get at least seven wins. If they end up winning uh, and beating the Cubs today and then can sweep the Pirates, seven out of ten, not a bad way to go against sub-500 teams, really bad teams for lack of a better term. But uh, six and four, five and five, God forbid you come in sub 500 against these teams, uh, you would consider this opportunity lost. In the meantime, the Pac-12 looks to be getting rated as the uh, the Big 12, talking to teams out of the Pac-12 right now. Pac-12 trying just to hang on to have at least a conference in their arms, in their grasp by the time the football season rolls around as the pilfering continues. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, Steve says, if the Badgers can't win a Big Ten uh, regular basis without extra teams, I can't see them being a powerhouse going forward. Who has been the stumbling block, not just for the Badgers, but for everybody in the Big Ten, Steve? I mean, when you think about it, for the most part, it's been Ohio State. The Badgers have been a West winner. They have made it to the Big Ten championship game more often than not. It's just been the stumbling block of being Ohio State. I mean, that's the carrot that everybody's chasing, let's be honest. Last year, we all thought that last year was a year that Ohio State could be had, and sure enough, they were. You could see some of the chinks in the armor. After losing Justin Fields, Their quarterback play was not nearly as good as what they thought it was going to be. They lost some of the offensive line. Their wide-out depth was good, but their running backs weren't great. Uh, Defensively speaking, their corners left a little bit to be desired. So you knew last year was, and by the way, they were going into the big house. So, And that was Harbaugh's creme de la creme right there the, you because Harbaugh's guys they were kind of put up or shut up and you knew they were going to come out and be ready to go as opposed to Ryan Day's group that were just trying to kind of get by until they reloaded this coming season and sure enough all of that ended up happening now whether or not Ohio State remains on top we'll have to wait and see but Ohio State very very quickly put together their NIL deal and uh, their websites and their student advisors and such working on that kind of stuff. And and I know Ryan Day went and spoke to business owners about putting it together and and what have you. So they were very, very big in being out in front of this whole thing to say, hey, if money's going to become involved, we got to not only be on it, but we got to have more money, more capability, more support than anybody. And they went out and, and did it right away where others took a little time to jump into that pond. So they got a kind of a head start on it, we'll say. But I would not say that that the Badgers are not capable of winning the Big Ten. When you say on a regular basis, they I mean, let's be honest. The top two teams in the Big Ten, Ben, when it comes to football, have been what? Ohio State and Wisconsin, right? Eh, I would even say Ohio State and Michigan. Like, yeah, Wisconsin's played in Big Ten title games, but – 
I mean, still, Michigan's probably been the more relevant team overall. But consistency-wise has been Wisconsin. You throw out the Gary Anderson years, but for the most part, it's been Wisconsin. Over yeah. the last couple of decades? Uh, over the last couple of decades, I, I would say since like 2011 or 2012 when they started divisions, I think there's an argument for Wisconsin and for Michigan. Michigan's peak years have undoubtedly been better than Wisconsin's, but their valleys have also been a little bit worse. Yet they kind of have always run into Ohio State. That's why they couldn't win right. the East until last year. You know, like Wisconsin. Ohio has, State has undeniably dominated the landscape of Big Ten football. There's no doubt about that. Number two, you could say, has been Wisconsin and or Michigan. But the the Badgers are right there. To say that they're not consistently successful would be a misnomer. Oh, they right? are. I agree. I think one problem right now is where where they're trending over the last couple of years is not the right direction. Like, if you go back to after 2019 when they had played mm -hmm. in three of four Big Ten t championships right. or literally points away from winning one, I think the attitude's different than 2020 was rough and then last year, obviously, was also really rough. So until they get back there and, and compete with Ohio State on a big stage, it doesn't look like they're trending back towards the top of the conference. If I had to pick the top four teams going into this season in the Big Ten, we'd start with Ohio State, go with Michigan, and then who? Ooh, uh, I put Wisconsin third. Penn could State. you go there with the uncertainty of Graham Mertz? Definitely. I mean, their defense okay. could again be the best in the country. I would probably go Penn State after them. Uh, Michigan State after Penn State, and then you get to some smattering of Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue, Iowa. Nebraska. Hmm. That's a with the uncertainty of quarterback play. If you said, because we already talked about this, I said uh, the Badgers nine to ten wins this season. I just my opinion. Who is going to be better than that? I you know you figure Ohio State would be right there, Michigan probably be right there. Does Iowa get better than that? Does Minnesota? Does Nebraska? I, I you know, I, and this one's from Brittany who says, what about the, the Cornhuskers? Look, Brittany, I, I don't know if you're a Cornhusker fan or what, but the corn until they actually do something that makes you go, okay, that's what we've been waiting for, I can't put any stock in Nebraska. And, and I just can't. They have been claiming how great they are and that they're going to dominate the Big Ten ever since they came into it, and ever since they came into it, they have sucked swamp water. They've been bad. So I can't I can't go there. 877-867-1670. Um now now what did you what did you give me here, Ben? So there's a great Big Ten West preview that Bill Connolly of ESPN posted today. Okay. A great college football writer. 
And I think right. he perfectly encaptured what you were trying to say there is they have statistically, you look at everything they've done, Nebraska, that is, and you would think that they have been pretty successful, mm-hmm. but they have obviously grossly underachieved every single season. At some point, it's not just randomness. It's you as in Scott Frost. Like, right. At some point, it's just, you are unable to coach a winning football team. Right. Yeah, so, no, Scott, that that has been uh, just, uh, it's it's very it, that's been a major disappointment. Not necessarily for me, but for for people that believe in Nebraska. It's just it you talk about a disappointment that they've had some talent, but they just have never been able to put it all together and eventually you have to look at the the, the head coach and the, and the system and staff and such and say you're not getting it done. I, I would I would I would go along with that. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen. Every year, you hear on say college game day, you know, and you go through the previews and you listen to Kirk Herbstreit and he talks about Nebraska and this is this quarterback player, this wide receiver, this lineman, and this and that. And you think about okay, they've got talent. They've got they've got some guys that really turn some heads, and but yet they just they can't get out of their own damn way. Can't do it. Um. Oh my goodness, uh, Fred says, "Oh my God, what is Mister Conference of Champions Bill Walton going to do if the Pac-12 ends? Oh, he will have some philosophical suicide. <laughs> the kaleidoscope of teams and the spectrum of loss." will then begin to permeate my soul, and there will be an emptiness from within. I mean, I can just hear Bill Walton going on and on right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't even think about that. The verbal suicide of one Bill Walton will come to pass. <laughs> uh, 877-867-1670. Phone lines are wide open. Uh, I, look, you know, and, and Tay says, uh, Wisconsin's place in the Big Ten is solidified. However, they're always going to be that second-tier team. I Okay, you may be right. You may be right. But you can't be first-tier until you become first-tier. Right? You're, I, I, the same way I think about Nebraska in all the pomp and circumstance when Nebraska came into the Big Ten and they thought they were going to dominate and they've got these national titles behind them and this and that, it was, it was okay, show us what you got, right? This whole thing about Wisconsin and being the best in the West and getting to where they want to be and you know deserving respect, look, you're not going to get it. You're not a top-tier program. You're not number one. You haven't been in a long, long time. And until you do it, and you do it again and again and again, you're not going to get that same level of respect. So let's take that out of the mix for a minute. But I will say this, for those that want to knock the program, you will be number one when you're number one. Do they have that? Does Wisconsin have that potential? Sure they do. Do they have the same stockpile, the dump truck of five-star recruits that are coming into the system that say uh, Ohio State does? that Harbaugh gets over at Michigan, that even they get at Penn State, that they get at Alabama? No, of course not. But you got to start somewhere. you got, you got to suddenly be – I mean, they weren't getting all of that at Alabama until Saban got there and started winning, right? 
They weren't getting that at Clemson on a consistent basis for, for a long time. And then you start winning. Georgia. Then you start winning. Georgia was down for a while. you got to start winning to be winning. So can they get that under Paul? That's your question. Is will they take that next step? Will they get to that next level under Paul Christ? Will he push all the right buttons? Now, I think bringing in Ingram, and I think keeping uh, Leonard, and I think Leonard has done a fantastic job defensively, I think you've got some pieces in place. I think now it's about closing out the recruiting and putting those pieces together and and generating a legit offense. Because defensively, you've been one of the best in the country for years. For years. So, no, okay, let's take that whole, well, we deserve our respect and all that kind of stuff out of that mix, okay? Because at this point, I look at it as you're the Cleveland Indians of Major League, and then you need somebody to stand up and say, well, let's go win the whole effing thing. And everybody else has to go right on because we got no respect, and you don't deserve it. You haven't won anything. That's fine, though. That's fine. Who cares? Once you win it, you've won it. And you get it. It begins to come in your direction. And then it moves on from there. That, it, but but I, it doesn't matter. Terrible Terry says uh, Wisconsin's never going to get those five stars. But see, Terrible Terry, that's my point. Okay, you can look down on that program and say you're never going to get them until you get them. And then when you start to get them and you start to win and you begin to put maybe top four finishes, national title hopes, all that kind of stuff in the forefront because that's the expectation, that's when those recruits will start to come here. You can't put the cart before the horse. You just got to go get them. You got to go kick somebody's ass. And it's Ohio State or Michigan, one of the two or both. You got to have one of those years. And then you got to back it up with a year after that that says, no, we're here to stay. We're not a one-hit wonder. We're here to stay. So I'm not down on the program, and I'm not saying they can't. I'm just saying don't tell me about respect until you get it, and once you got it, hang on to it. Keep backing it up. It's hard to do in college sports because you got a guy for two, three, four years. But I think the whole perspective, and Ben, correct me if I'm wrong, the perspective of Badger fan is we're going to get eight and nine wins, we're going to be okay, we'll get beat by Ohio State, we'll get a bowl game, right? Yeah, with the ceiling built in that if they once beat Ohio State, then there you are, back atop the Big Ten. There you go. But okay. I, would, I, I would push back a little bit on one thing. I don't think, no matter how much success they have, they'll suddenly turn into one of those powerhouses recruiting because the geography just isn't there. They're at an inherent disadvantage. Like Alabama, teams down there, they can get in a car and drive an hour Right. and put together a five-star laden class. Wisconsin can't do that. So I, I think they're severely limited in that respect. I don't know how much winning can change that. Well, as we all know, we've seen the decrease and then the re-increase of support for recruiting. So we've seen that. You've seen an exodus. Now you're seeing the emphasis being put back on recruiting and getting back out on that trail and doing that. So hopefully that begins to pay off. But – I, I think it's not that you're going to see this influx of five-star recruits suddenly begin to happen and all of a sudden it's going to be this impotence on we are we are playoffs or bust every year. I, I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is is that this level of respect and, and notoriety then goes up, but you can't you don't deserve it until you deserve it. 
So let's forget about it for now. Let's just talk about this team getting better and, get, and, and getting wins and doing it under Paul Crisp. Now, I'm not sitting here saying in any, by any stretch of the imagination, Paul Crisp can't get it done because some of you feel he can, some of you feel he can't. But to me, you've got now a window of opportunity. I think it was a good move bringing in Ingram. I love the fact that Leonard is still here and, and sitting there waiting in the wings. I, I, I love all the aspects of this team. you got to hope that Graham Mertz takes that step forward and you see that development. Otherwise, if, if he has another season like he had last year, you got to look at Graham Mertz as just he was the five-star failure. Because if he doesn't give you that what you want this year, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it just it, it is what it is. Then it's sitting there staring you in the face and you can't look past it anymore. Yeah, go ahead. If you want to take it full circle, what can help them right now, given their situation, is more exposure. Like if they go beat USC at night mm -hmm. on a national stage now that yep. they're in the Big Ten, that's going to help. So when you talk about what this move could be and the Big Ten really stepping to the top of college football, it's you're going to get more big games every year, which means there's that chance to get more big wins and more exposure. And yep. not only is that entertaining from a fan's perspective, but if they play their cards right, it could really help them. And from that bigger market, going back to what our, our uh, tweeter had to say a little bit earlier, saying that uh, they are what they are, it's not going to help Wisconsin. I think you're wrong. It can help Wisconsin. It can also be a negative. You can go out and get beat by those teams on a consistent basis and never get past that and all of a sudden be looked at as, why would I want to go there? So you got not when those teams come in and those markets come in, you got to win. you got to produce. And, and you got to do it in a grandeur fashion. So um, I think it can benefit the Wisconsin Badgers in a big way. It can hurt you in a big way, too, uh, if, you, if you're not capable uh, to, of being up to the task. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Hey, our friends over in New Mail Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders as well. If uh, you have it going on, you know you've got it. Or it's uh, plagued, you will say, if you uh, are that person or the partner of that person. You want to give New Mail Medical a call, 414-455-4451. Again, 414-455-4451. Maybe... You're over the age of 30, you're slowing down, putting on a little weight, you don't have the same kind of oomph you used to have, you're lacking energy a little bit, could be low T, could be the start of low T, go get your numbers checked, takes maybe 10, 15 minutes, stopped in there yesterday, said hi to Doc Tim and Carlos and Jose and everybody over there, Kathy, and uh, just said, hey, how things going? Things are good, brand new offices all upstairs now, and the one in Milwaukee, and uh, things are things are going good. So they said stop on it. Takes takes maybe 10, 15 minutes. Tops. Go get your numbers checked. Or saw a few people in there. One guy came over and said he was doing the all-in-one weight loss program. He's down 14 pounds. Came in for his two-week checkup and uh, is enjoying it. Said it works. You're right. I said thank you very much. And uh, all you got to do is call. 414-455-4451. 414-455-4451. That is the New Mel Medical Center, again, all over the state of Wisconsin. And beyond the borders, one phone number, 414-455-4451.
Uh, Tyler says, when it comes to Wisconsin Badger football, we've been a quarterback away from being a top-tier program ever since Russell Wilson left. Um, I would probably agree with that. Which is why there was so much hope when Graham Mertz, who came in as the top recruit in the country, chose Wisconsin, and you thought, okay, here you go. And he came in with his first game and just looked as smooth and as polished as and as on point as anything, and you went, ah, there it is. And since then, it's been somewhat up and down. Some good games, some bad games, some bad decisions, some slow decisions. How much emphasis do you put on winning this year with Graham Mertz under center, Ben? A lot, no doubt. I mean, you understand if they lose to Ohio State, I think winning the West is a necessity because everything is there around him for him to succeed as it has been, uh, as it was last year, definitely, when you have that defense. Uh, and mm-hmm. all you have to do is really not turn the ball over to win. It's going to be a similar setting this year. A lot of the tough games are on the road, so that's going to come down to him. So I put winning the West, I think, is probably of the utmost importance. The problem is, though, there really isn't a backup plan, so it's not like you could just go to right. someone else. Right. No, no, all the all those eggs are in the Graham Mertz basket this year. I would agree. Now, when we were talking about the top five programs in the Big Ten, Ohio State being number one, and we all know that, you sent me something here that says Wisconsin is actually number two, followed by Penn State, then Michigan, then Iowa, right? Over the last five years, yeah. Yeah. So to say, for those that say Wisconsin's not there and they, they, they don't belong, no. I mean, it's, it's basically Ohio State and everybody else because of Wisconsin and Penn State are actually tied percentage-wise. But uh, Ohio State, then Wisconsin and Penn State, then Michigan, and then Iowa. So Wisconsin and Penn State are kind of fighting for that second tier while Michigan is right behind them, but then Iowa is uh, pretty far down. So there's there's basically four big teams in the Big Ten. Ohio State reigning supreme, Wisconsin, Penn State, and Michigan. After that, everybody's fighting for, for third place. That's it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Um, now, this, one, this one's from Jimmy. Jimmy says, uh, hey, unit... Uh, what are your thoughts on Paul Christ as a head coach? Is he the guy to take Wisconsin to the top level, or do you think they need to make a change? I, I, th- I mean, Paul Chris came in and stabilized the program after a disastrous Gary Anderson experiment. I think the, 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 the first step for Paul, sometimes it's not about being a great X's and O's head coach. It's about delegating. And it's about wrapping your arms around people. I think he started to do that with bringing in Ingram, obviously keeping you know Leonard there, uh, and the way the direction that whole thing's going. So I, I no, I I know there's he's not dynamic. He's not Harbaugh. He's not you know Saban. He's he's that's not him. Do you, Ben, do you think that Wisconsin's on a short rope when it comes to their head coach? I don't. I don't, but I think this year and this cycle, if you will, is important because 
This will be the first time he is a head coach without Joe Rudolph there on his staff, even going back to his days at Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. He recrafted the entire coaching staff. He made a lot of new hires to change what has gone wrong offensively in the last two years. So I think this is an important time because if it continues to go down a poor path and you don't see improvement, then I could think you can have starting you could start to have that conversation. But right now I definitely wouldn't. I mean the problems yeah. I don't really think start with him. It's I you could point out the fact that you look at where football, the sport is today, like go to the NFL. If you don't have a top tier quarterback, you're not gonna win. You can't just have great defenses. Right. It's a passing league. College it's similar in a way, although it is the Big Ten. But you one could point out that you're probably never going to win a national title with that playing style unless you're Georgia and have 15 first-round picks and the entire defense are NFL guys. Like There are conversations around it, but I would not say a short stick. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout if you want to uh, chime in. You can also email the program, email thebillmichaels at gmail. Dot com. Some interesting stuff regarding the Big Ten and Wisconsin's place in it. Going to go ahead and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Wrestling Taco. And if you're heading out to Wisconsin's Wednesday Night Live tonight at the Wisconsin State Fair Park, a couple of blocks south on 84th Street, before you get over there, or maybe even after, stop in and say uh, hi to Marcus and Nicole and everybody at the Wrestling Taco. Get yourself a margarita, a little bit of food before you head on over, or sit back, relax, watch the end of the Brewers game, and then head on over. And you get your margarita and such in between. But it's the Wrestling Taco, 84th Street in West Dallas. Stop in and tell them we said hi. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. You got to hit it, bang it, rock it. Welcome. Hey, our friends at Wabam, W-A-B-A-M. Big weekend over the over the uh, weekend for, I think the Slinger Nationals are coming up here. Is I think it's next week or in two weeks. But I know Matt Kent Kenseth is going to be running at the Slinger Nationals, driving the Wabam car, W-A-B-A-M. Go to GetWabam, G-E-T, GetWabam.com. Check out all their products. I've been telling you about this for a long time, and I used Wabam on my boat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, that was some good stuff. I cleaned it up. The ceramic coating on it looks beautiful, beautiful. And I used a couple of different products to take some of the uh, the rubber bumper scrapes and such off of it and then put Wabam over it and use the whiplash on it. Oh, man, it really polished up nice. So if you're going to be out and about uh, and you're thinking about any of their products, you can go and see all that they have to offer at GetWabam.com, a Wisconsin company right here in Colgate, Wisconsin, Go to get, G-E-T, get, wabam, W-A-B-A-M dot com. And I'm telling you, whether it's a motorcycle, a boat, your car, whatever, cleaning products around the house, disinfectant wipes, scrubbers, whatever, they've got it. Go to getwabam.com. That's getwabam.com. See for yourself. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, this is from Marcy. Marcy says, as a Wisconsin alum, I certainly hope they get to the top notch in the next couple of years. Otherwise, I have to start thinking seriously about Paul Chris as the head coach. Do you think McIntosh makes a decision because Barry is no longer there to protect him? 
Um, let me, two things. First and foremost, um, McIntosh was handpicked by Barry. Don't think that uh, McIntosh at some point does not lean on the experience of Barry. Secondly, um, I'm not going to say McIntosh goes to Barry for every decision. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is before any coaching staff change would be made, specifically when I'm talking about a head coach, um, I'm sure there's some consultation and thought about this. The program would have to go drastically south. I think. Now, let me back up by saying this. I think that Greg Gard has done a fantastic job after putting his arms back around the program and doing what he did last year. I also think that Paul Christ has done a fantastic job. What you've been lacking is that next level. So be real careful before you jump to get to that next level just to jump. Sometimes change for the sake of change is good. I get that. It's needed. But when you're on the right path and you know you're a couple of pieces away, then you let that coach figure it out and get those extra couple of pieces before it's all said and done. I don't think you make a jump just to jump. Not yet. Not yet. Because I think, you, I think the, the program's really stable. And it goes back to what Ben just stated. Over the last five years, short of Ohio State, Wisconsin's been the most successful program. You can't argue with that. So if you're if that's if if you want to be Ohio State, that's what you want. I'm not denying that, and I and I've been saying for a long time, don't settle for less. Don't don't do that. Don't settle for less. Don't settle for, um, you know, just better than mediocrity. I I you want to be the best. That's what you want to. That's what you strive to be. So I I agree with that, but I I think also you don't jump just to jump. Not yet. Eight, ben, is that a is that a good way of putting it? Yeah, I mean, I I do think as off seasons go on, and I do this too. I especially after not the most successful end of the season before, you kind of talk yourself into these conversations. But I think once they go back and they start winning again, I think a lot of this will be swept aside. But I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not jumping just to jump. Not yet. I got a couple more years in me before I do that. And if they're subpar years or unsuccessful years in the eyes of Badger's expectations, then, yeah, then you start to contemplate it. But I'm anxious to see what the offense does this year, what the growth of Graham Mertz is this year. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, Our buddy Steve says, uh, goes back to uh, the Brewers. He said, Keystone Cops last night uh, having a clunker of a game. To me, it was over after the Brewers loaded the bases with nobody out. Had a strikeout and a double play to squash the threat. They were flat last night and played very sloppy. The good news is that if you have a game like that, uh, like like this, the Cardinals also got beat, although they blew an opportunity to pick up a game. They also didn't lose any ground. Let's hope that they can do what uh, good teams do and bounce back with a solid performance this afternoon. That's from our buddy Steve. This one's from Joe, who says, I think I give Paul Christ a couple more years. If you don't get over that hump, then it's time to make a change. Um, this one's from, um, who's this from? This is from Jack. Jack says, uh, hey, unit, uh, you're right that Paul Christ is ni- not dynamic, but what does he do for the players behind the scenes? That's what ultimately counts. Um, he has gotten a lot of positivity out of his guys over the last couple of years. When they talk about the coaching staff, I think that has to speak for something. I, Jack, I agree. That's the reason I'm saying I, I'm not saying make a jump. Hopefully you understand that. I'm not saying that. 
Some people want success and you want it now. It's like a fast food window. You want to order it. We want a championship. We want it now. Hand it to us. And if we don't get it, we're pissed off. I understand that. There have been times in which this team has stubbed their toe. In games they lost that they had no business losing. So now you wait and see what they do this year. You regroup. You put it all together. You want to see Graham Mertz develop. You want to see the offense become better under Ingram. You want to see the defense remain one of the top, top-notch top defenses in the country and how Paul Christ guides all of that through the choppy waters. And then at the end of every season, you make your determination as to how things went and where, where if things did not turn out the way you wanted, what you had hoped for, then you figure out what went wrong and you try to fix it. Injuries are injuries. If you if you end up losing because of injuries, that's that, that's tar- that's not something you can control. But if it comes down to coaching and putting your players in the best position to be successful, and those players aren't equipped to be successful, well, then that's on you as a head coach. But I would agree with that. Um, let's do this when we come back. I, I do want to get into some of the Packers stuff too after the top of the hour because there was some talk about Rashawn Gary, and I have said this time and again. And that Rashawn Gary has really pleasantly surprised me. Uh, when they when they picked him, I said he was never going to be the next Reggie White, and that's kind of what some had billed him to be. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. But what he has done is he has grown into that role and grown extremely well. And the more snaps he's gotten, the better he's gotten. The years that have gone by, the better he's gotten. And I'm I'm completely pleased with Rashawn Gary. But Rashawn Gary getting a little bit slighted nationally, more so than locally, I guess, might be the best way to put it. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up after the top of the hour. And we'll get into some. I don't want to get into a ton of Packers chatter because right now there isn't a whole lot. If you're doing it other than maybe an article or something that was published, you're kind of making it up as you go. Uh, but um, I, we will talk about it a little bit coming up after the top of the hour. So stay tuned for that. Also, speaking of Packers, uh, there is one former Packer that said, yeah, you know what, I might not be uh, adverse to going into the broadcast booth. So we can discuss that as well. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up this portion of the program, brought to you by our friends at Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Go to wishd.com. That's wishd.com for everything that it is they have to offer. And if you're looking – for a guy that's going to deal with you, the guy that's going to take care of you, a guy that's going to go ahead and say, okay, let's see what you got. That's our buddy Craig. He's a general manager over there, and he is uh, he has obviously got a lot of inventory when it comes to used bikes, new bikes, all kinds of stuff uh, to talk about over there. Go in and see Craig. Tell him we sent you. Craig is a general manager of Wisconsin Harley-Davidson. Stop in. Tell him we said hi. Go to wishd.com to see all that it is they have to offer. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome. Glad you're with us, Shay. Our friends at Quick Trip had a spectacular weekend. And they gave away that Camaro. The uh, Quick Trip 250 went off without a hitch. It was great action all the way down to the very end. Chase Elliott, I ah, couldn't quite get there. But nevertheless, fantastic weekend and uh, a lot of fun. And kudos to all involved regarding the Quick Trip 250 
out at Road America. Stopped over at Quick Trip today. They still have some of the leftover merchandise and stuff left over from the Quick Trip 250. Uh, but the big thing was I went in today, and I keep using my Quick Rewards card. So I get registered for the cash and all the prizes and stuff that they're giving away. But I went in today, and I had to get a couple of things uh, this morning. I just wanted to get a thing of eggs. Uh, I was out of butter because I've been kind of running down the food inventory here at the house because I'm leaving uh, for uh, a week. And uh, I want to make sure that there's some stuff in the house for the people that are staying here uh, while I'm gone. But, you know, I'm just kind of making sure that I, I got stuff, if you will. In the home, so I had to go pick up some eggs and some butter, and picked up some bread, and uh, grabbed a few bananas for the trip. And uh, then I, I thought, well, I'll grab a couple of sandwiches real quick, some breakfast sandwiches. It takes kind of the work out of my morning. And when I got to the register, I got my sandwiches for free because I had built up the Quick Trip points. I was fired up. Free sandwiches any day of the week are good. So stop into Quick Trip and don't forget, keep using your Quick Rewards card, and you too can get some of the benefits just like I do. Good stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. Uh, 877-867-1670. Let's uh, get back at it. Uh, let's go to Bruce. Bruce, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, man, you owe me a million dollars. Where's my cash? I've been waiting for you. <laughs> what do I owe you a million bucks for? Man, you see. Hey, I got a question. Since you was talking about the badges over there. Yeah. Um, In your opinion, who is the greatest Badger player that ever came out of college? Oh, um, boy. Uh, just football or in general? Hmm. Um, who's that? Brooks Brollinger. Was Brooks Brollinger a uh, quarterback, right? Brooks Bollinger was a quarterback. Don't forget about Ron Dane, the all-time uh, rushing leader in NCAA history. I mean, you look at Russell Wilson, who played there for a year. You look at Frank the Tank, who had uh, done amazing things with him and Sam Decker to the Final Four. I mean, you can look at a lot of different, you know, Badgers that have had success. Mark Johnson, he was on the he was on the Miracle on Ice team, you know. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Graham Mertz, I don't think he's that good of enough quarterback, and I think he's got too many issues. Um, I, I think that the Badgers don't – they can't recruit good, um, good, uh, good quarterbacks ever since uh, Brooks Brollinger uh, left, even though, yes, you had, uh, um, you had Wilson, but that's only like one major quarterback you had. Ever since then, you ain't really had a, a stable quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. You're right. I would agree with that. You've had, um, God, you can think about so many different uh, guys that have gone through that system. Um, but the the well, best quarterback, when, the best the best quarterback play we saw was that year that Russell Wilson was here, right? But when, but when, it, okay. So, and how many years have um, Chris been here now? Four, five. Uh, I don't know specifically off the top of my head. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, about about that, yes. If he can't get it right, you, you're going to have to start asking questions about him. Because I remember, because right. he, he came from Pittsburgh, I get, I get it, he played in the system here. But is he really a good enough coach to get us um, over the hump? I mean, you still have Ohio State standing in the way. Right. You still need that. You still need that one or two 
quarterbacks to get you over the hump. And he ain't getting it done. He's just going to be where you are, where you are right now. That's the bottom yep. line. No, I, I would I would completely agree with you, man. Bruce, appreciate it as always, buddy. I mean, when you start to think about everything that they've had, you can think about, um, well, don't forget J.J. and T.J. Watt. Right? I mean, Joe Schobert in, in recent history. There's Melvin Gordon, who's also uh, played well. Travis Frederick, who's played extremely well. You know, there's, there's a, when you talk about some of the greatest players to come out of Wisconsin, I mean, not just quarterbacks and, and, and such, but just overall players. I mean, come on, man. There's been a lot of good ones that have come out of Wisconsin. 877-867-1670. Joe Thomas. Yeah, you're right. Joe Thomas was so cool. Cause on draft day going as a uh, first round draft choice, he's out on a boat fishing. That was so cool. Problem was he got drafted by Cleveland, and Cleveland never really, you know, Joe Thomas was so good, so good. He just, and he gutted it out. He could have gone elsewhere. He just never did. Give him so much credit. He stood by his, uh, stood by his own morals and ethics, and and just what a good dude, man. Good dude. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Um. Give us a shout. We'd love to love to kind of chat. Some of the best Wisconsin athletes. Um, Mark says, what about Steve Stricker? Steve Stricker's been obviously a big ambassador for the state of Wisconsin, no doubt. Um, probably the biggest right now would be J.J. and T.J. Watt. Uh, Anthony says, what about Tyler Hero? Yeah, but he didn't go to Wisconsin. He committed. He committed, then decommitted. Uh, Melvin Gordon, no doubt. Who am I Who am I missing here? We talked about Russell Wilson. We talked about Frank. We talked about T.J. Watt. Troy Vincent, I'll throw him on there. Uh, Devin Harris. Right, Devin Harris. He uh, went to the Dallas uh, Dallas Mavericks. Spent uh, the majority of his time uh, in the NBA there. So they, there's there's more than a few. So I, you know, you can keep going. Greg says Steve Stricker went to Illinois. Yeah, I know, but we were just talking about out of Wisconsin when they mentioned it. Um, I'm talking about out of University of Wisconsin, but others are saying giving us Wisconsin athletes. And Steve Stricker, um, he did not play for Wisconsin. Still a big supporter of Wisconsin, don't get me wrong. But uh, he did not go to Wisconsin. Jonathan Taylor, another one. Right now, rushing for uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. A lot of success stories. Michael Finley. Gary, you're right. Michael Finley's another one. No doubt. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. Is Rashawn Gary the real deal? I'll give you my determination when we come back. You might even be a little bit surprised if you were listening to me on that draft night. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. 
Listen, rate, subscribe.